Hey, uh, what's green and flies over Germany? What? Snazi. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunderbrew Distillery here in Karanos, Dunmoreau. Dust off your favorite drinking mug, order up a pint of Rhapsody Malt and settle in. It's time for another round of Tavern Cast with your hosts Azros, Cromley, Aloysius and Kankater. We'll bring you tools, tips, tales and tricks from the great world of Warcraft. Welcome to Taverncast 18. I am Azros. I am Cromley. I am Eloysius. This is Kern Kater. Visit us on the web at www.taverncast.com and register for the forums and take part in lovely discussion there. As lovely. Well. Lovely. Loverly. Another episode of Iron Chef World of Warcraft. And today's battle is... Sigurd Battle! From the United States, Iron Chef Shendo. A master of wine and cheese, and whining and cheese all at the same time. All four of our celebrity guests are from Taverncast, a show on the internet about World of Warcraft, whatever the hell that is. Here's our first celebrity guest, Cromley. Thank you. Thank you very much. And now we've got celebrity judge Azrus. Hello. Hello. Tadpole's nice. Hello. <laughs> and then celebrity judge Kurn Kater. My, she's looking lovely today. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. And last and least, Eloysius. Yes, thank you. Sunshine, very happy now. Yes, love. So, are the celebrity guests prepared to have a culinary feast? Oh, yes, start now. Yes, yes, no. yes very much. Yes. I, yes. I look oh, forward to it. Nice. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Coming out of the kitchen is Iron Chef Shendo with his organized display of solidified eggs. Oh, he's looking very handsome today. Yes, he's wearing the traditional cook's outfit. Oh, yes, very nice. Oh, very much like the display of eggs, uh, bright and colorful, like a duck on water with wings of a unicorn. Now, you know, I did talk to Shendo a little bit, a little while ago, and he did tell me the origin of this recipe. Yes, well, he said that as he was scourging through the world of Warcraft, he did manage to find some solidified eggs. Oh my, this recipe is so hot, I can hardly stand it. <gasps> it tastes like flaming burn. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> sunshine happy day. I enjoy it very much, but it does burn my innards. Today we have some jalapenos that were brought out of a pickle jar, stuffed with Monterey Jack cheese, and then wrapped in sage sausage which includes some shredded cheddar, garlic salt, and some bisquick. Let's actually ask Iron Chef Shendo his impressions on this fine dish. Yes, well, you know, the solidid are a very scary animal, and I, I sometimes like to blend scary animals with cheese and jalapenos to make them even more frightening. 
uh, because it's good to eat frightening foods sometimes because it puts hair on your nether regions. Thank you. Thank you very much. I love being here. Thank you. I think they're very hot. Tastes like burn. But the presentation is very nice and full of love. It's just good. damn hot. <laughs> oh, I very like. I'm a little scared. Very hot. I think the venomous and vile salivid is a wonderfully fruity and sunny happy treat that we can all believe in. Reminds me of a very nice spring day. Mm -hmm. Very hot. That is it from Kitchen Stadium here at Iron Chef World of Warcraft with another round of contest winners and excellent food themed around the World of Warcraft. Oh, sayonara! Thank you for watching Iron Chef World of Warcraft. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you very much, Shundo, and Domo. Arigato gozaimashita, no? These are really good. Yeah, they're really These, awesome. Um, Salivate eggs. I mean, my God, they are so hot after you eat. They're really hot. Mm -hmm. But they're really good. Yeah. Little so... piles of death. <laughs> we'll post the recipe up on the up on the forums, the winning recipe. Yeah. And there were a lot of good recipes that were submitted. And the benefit of that is that instead of just picking one winner, we got so many good submissions that what we're going to do is each week I'm going to make something different Ooh, um, so oh that boy. we can try something out. There's Some of them are desserts, so we're going to go ahead and, uh, and make one every week, and you guys can get the recipes that we're getting in the order that we're doing them. We're still taking recipe submissions. Um, I would love to hear what other kinds of foods that you have um, out there. Go ahead and take a look at what Shendo sent us. And post your recipes to me, kernkater, at hotmail.com. What are we drinking today, guys? This stuff is awesome. This is one of my favorite drinks. We aren't actually drinking a beer today. This is Kahlua's Original Mudslide. It's ready to drink in a jug right from the store. We kind of lowballed it. We could have mixed it ourselves, but hey. The reason we chose the, the mudslide was because the salivid eggs were so hot. They were, you know, they got jalapenos and hot red, pepper, red pepper flakes in them. So they are the, really hot. You know, the cream will cut it. If we can't talk very much during the show, there's a reason for it. Cheers. Go cheers. Well, it was a very fantastic contest. Yes, I think that the contestants made a really wonderful, delicious. Yes. These are the people who have donated to our show in the last week since our last podcast. Sam Dickinson, Jeff Reinhardt, Andre Christian Seguin, I'm sure I butchered that pronunciation, Uxmal, Alan Stacy. Noctavagis or Noctavagis and James White. So thanks to all of them for helping to support the podcast. My micro mechanism thanks you. My computer tapes thank you. And I thank, thank you. Yay, supporters. If you'd like to uh, con contribute to the podcast and help us keep getting the show out, 
Uh, go on over to our website at www.taverncast.com and look in the lower left-hand corner for a support Taverncast button. Click on that and you'll be ready to go with a PayPal donation. Or just send bars of gold. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Anybody do anything fun this week? Yeah, I dinked 30. Yay! Yay! Just catching up with me. I know. You're almost now to your to the to the highest level you've ever been again. Mm-hmm. And God, my tongue is on fire. Give me one of those graham cracker cookie things. Yeah, my highest level character, as I mentioned before, is a 37 on Manoroth, which I haven't played in a very long time because I hate PvP with a passion. <laughs> Though, oh, I forgot to tell you guys about this. Um, PvP. Talk about PvP. PvP. Oh, this is a good story. Uh, <laughs> oh, did I tell you this one? Yep. I was out in uh, Ashenvale a couple days ago on Whisperwind, which is PvE, and I was going to go around and kill some bears to get some <clears throat> experience. I really didn't need it because they were actually kind of green to me, but I really wanted some gallbladders because it's easy money. Don't we all? Who doesn't want gallbladders? <laughs> I mean, that's all I look for. But those sell for like almost five silver per gallbladder, so if you can kill a whole lot of bears and get a whole bunch of them, it's pretty easy. For real? For real. Wow. Wow. See, now I've just told everybody my farming secret. Damn it! Well, Well, anyway, what I was doing was I was running up in Ashenville, the area where there's a there's a dryad um, up in one of those little um, coves, and there were two night elves that were doing the same. They were going to go finish the quest to go to the dryad, and I just happened to walk by, and they were getting owned by this bear. So I I put a dot on a bear on the bear, and I was trying to help him out, and. One was a 22 hunter and a 25 priest. And I'm, you know, a level 31 priest. <laughs> and so, you know, I finished, you know, throwing the dot on him. And I, I, I waved hello and I kept going. And the hunter made a, rude, made a rude sign and told me that I was the son of a motherless ogre or something. And I looked at him and I'm like, well, to hell with this. I'm level 31. I can take him. So I flag. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. And so they flag and they this back up. This could only up. go bad. And they flag and they back up. And so, of course, the I get in a couple of dots before the priest shields the hunter. And so I'm, I'm throwing it, throwing it, throwing it. And he comes up with his with his stuff. And I've shielded. And I forgot to kind of repair my armor. So my armor isn't whole, isn't really well. But, you know, I, I'm doing really well. I'm shielding. I'm, I'm casting dots. I'm sending a couple to the priest. But my health is getting down. And here are these two guys are doing really well. Um, I'm fearing. I'm shielding. I'm healing. I'm all out of potions. And they get me. <laughs> this level 22 and level 25 get me. A level 31 Do we give names? Priest. Should we hunt them down? <clears throat> no, because I don't even remember <laughs> their names. I, I ran into one of them a little bit later. <clears throat> well, me. but it's important to note, though, that Kern is, Kern is kind of like a PvP noob. Oh, oh, oh I'm yeah. this. yeah, I'm, I'm a self-professed biggest PvP noob ever in the whole world. So I, I get up there, and, and I die, and they corpse camp <laughs> for like 20 minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, well, this totally bites. So they eventually go on their way, and I res, and I decide I'm just going to wait from around the bend until they come out. So they come out. The night elf hunter was smart enough to unflag, but the hunter be- <laughs> is still flagged. So I flag myself again. I'm hiding behind a tree. He runs by. I dot him like three times before he realizes what's going on. His health's <laughs> halfway down. I almost get him, and the priest almost gets me. So I shield. I fear them and I'm running away. So we're running. They're just far enough behind me where the priest can't get me with his dots. 
and I'm keeping running, keep running, keep running, keep running, and then finally, I don't know, probably, I'm running towards Splinter Tree, because I'm hoping if they get close enough, they'll aggro the guards. Uh-huh. So we get to the Falfarin River, which is halfway to Splinter Tree, and they decide to stop, and they turn around, and they run away. So I back up, I run after them, I dot them, they come after me. So we're doing this for about five minutes, back <laughs> and forth, off. and back and forth, and back and forth, and uh, eventually they just gave up. And, but I've got to tell you, when I was doing that and you're PvP, ready for it. Right. oh yeah, when I was in Ashenville though, I had palpitations. I could feel my going. heart rate increased. Yeah, I could feel my heart up in my throat. I felt I was I was a little yeah. tacky. It was yeah. really weird. Yeah. Really adrenaline really starts weird. going. Yeah. But yeah, it's we're almost like a different fun. kind of game, isn't it? Uh huh. Yeah. I haven't done the sh- I have done very little PvP with the shaman. So I hear shamans suck at PvP. <laughs> Shaman needs a buff. They need more buffs. I did beat a paladin, but I don't think that's really saying much. (laughs) And he was four levels below me. (laughs) I I wasted a whole bunch of time over the past week, if that counts. I'm on the the epic quest to get my own full set of B-Stalker armor. And I have everything except for the legs and the tunic. Wait a minute, is B-Stalker the one you don't like? The one you complain about in the looks department? Or is that the other one? All of them kind of look dumb, honestly. Okay. <laughs> there's there's stuff about all of them that I, that I kind of don't like. Um, I've done a total of 21 undead strat runs, oh and God. and haven't That's and even it's worse than me. it's not and it's not like I've seen them drop and I lost the roll. I haven't even seen the beast stalker pants drop. And then I did um, at least eight UBRS runs, and I saw the tunic drop, um, but it went to another guild member, which was fine. And then I do my first Skullamance run. Well, actually, it's probably my second, but the first one while looking well, where we actually did a full clear, Beastalker camp. <laughs> oh. I have no, I have no idea how the, how it works. It's like, you know, I do a combined almost thirty runs and I see nothing, and then I do. Hey, you're, you're starting to get the picture though. Yeah, welcome to sixty. <laughs> well, I, I mean, mean it's, it's, some it's people get lucky and they go right in and they yeah. get it right off the bat, but yeah. I did Stratholme, I don't know, not as many times as you have, but I probably did it six times before the, was it the Shadowcraft pants, I pants. think, even yeah. dropped. It's pretty uh, low, though. Six if times I, is pretty low. Yeah, well, but, and I didn't, I didn't win the roll. If I had a nickel for every time I've seen that drop? Well, the thing is, is once I once they did drop and I actually won the roll, and then the next three runs I went to Stratholme, they dropped every time. Yep. <laughs> it's just <Fingers>. like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, of course, I, that time I, I was the only rogue around, so we just all greeted. So the, here's here's the question then: Are you going back? Are you going to keep doing it? Or are you oh, yeah. are you getting to the point where you're getting tired it's, of it? No, I mean I'm still going to do it. I, I, it's just it's got to drop one of these times. I don't know. As long as there are guild members in the runs, that's fine. The pickup groups, I'm not really having yeah. that fun with. So, yeah. and wow. since we've run on dead strats so many friggin' times. Almost every other 60 so far that's run them with us already has their legs. So they're like, eh, I don't really want to do Unstrat anymore. I'm like, but Ezros wants his legs. I'll yeah. go with you. I'm level 33. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm destined to be 60 yeah, by, the end, the, by the end of the week. I'm almost level 41. I'll go. Okay. He, he's, a, you know, he's a warlock. They'll probably greet him. Yeah, Say, I just hey, melee brother. everything. I don't even cast spells. Just screw it. <laughs> he's a tank. Well, I spent, after being sort of ambivalent about the lunar festival i spent a good number of days doing the lunar festival quests more specifically there's not that many quests it's just that there's a lot of coins to be had these ancestral coins that you can collect yeah, and yeah, then turn in people asking for i uh i found the master list of how many coins there are and for the record there's 50 
um, all around the world in both factions, so 50 total that you can get. And I decided that at first I was just going to collect five and go get my, my hip disco pantsuit. Which, I have to say, is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it makes me, it gives me that whole Elvis like persona. like that whole disco thing, though. Dude, so. I, I'm ready to start some kung fu fighting with my <laughs> disco pantsuit. do 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 Got the undead afro. But um, I, I ended up uh, actually going for more than just five coins, which is the turn-in amount to get the pantsuit. I ended up going around the world, and I collected 25 coins. Um, and I went to places that were just absolutely a blast to go in and get. Like, I, I, I had to go into Westfall, and I had to evade the guards and run to the top of the tower, get the coin, and then jump off. That sounds um, like fun. I rode into Ironforge. So what, are the coins, like, laying on the ground? Or? No, 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 no. There, there's a, a person, a, an ancestor that you click, and okay. he says... Pleased to meet you, Alicia. Standing R, and a he pile gives you of this. light. A, a, yeah, a pile a, of light. Not a pile of light. <laughs> a beam of a, light. A, a shaft of light. Yeah. So anyway, so I, I rode into Ironforge um, and had all the guards and about a million flight allied players on my tail. Wasn't able to get the coin because I was oh, stupid. I, 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 about halfway in, I realized, oh crap! In my panic to get where I'm going fast, I went, I, I went the wrong <laughs> way. The wrong it's not and like I should have storm wind either. Yeah, I should have just kept going around the circle. Instead, I stopped and turned around. And when I turned around, they were all over me. Just this huge like map. Oh god, it was like 30 <laughs> players and guards just like, converged on me. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was actually a lot of fun to do that. That's and cool. um. Then I went with a guildie to turn in all the coins and stuff, and we joined a raid group to take on the big monster that spawns that you have to fight. The, it's he's called Omen. Uh, yeah, he's a big two-headed Cerebus-like wolf, um, and you light some fireworks, and uh, a bunch of his minions spawn with her. These big like super wolves, just regular wolves, but they're really huge and they come out and attack you. Super. And then Omen comes out, and Omen is like the big two-headed Cerebus guy, and he has the AOE of death. That basically, it's that. a it's a random AOE that sort of starts raining down, kind of like star shards or the the uh, blizzard effect that mages do mm -hmm. around him. But it's six hundred to eight hundred damage. Yeah, it sounds like beast. <clears throat> yeah, once you once you got there and you were in the path of that AOE, you couldn't Hard get enough. out of it fast enough. You were done. Run! It's Godzilla! So you had to stay way back, and so you know the only thing I could really end up doing at the end, being a level forty is that I could send my imp in and just have <laughs> the imp just constantly just rain, you know, firebolts on him until he died. I'd respawn the imp and send him back in. But, I mean, there was a lot of dying and rising to be had. It took the entire raid group of 40 people, mixed levels, everything from probably level 30 all the way to 60. I'd say maybe about 20, 60s or so. It took us probably about 20 minutes to down Omen. Wow. Well, keep in mind that you were – this was, this was cross-faction raiding. Right. Right, and then really? there was, of course, yeah. the, the PvP going on as well. Yeah, people uh, Of course, of course. you know, and I, I have to admit, I took part in that. The second I saw anybody <laughs> flagged, I was like, well, they're yeah, dead. And then <laughs> I flagged and somebody would get me, and it would be this vicious circle. But I probably got 20 honor kills out of the out of the fight for Omen. So as we're fighting the, the Uber Raid boss, uh, we're also fighting each other. So Cross-fashion cooperation. <laughs> that is definitely in the spirit of the holiday, you know. <laughs> Lunar Happy Festival. Lunar Festival, punk! Gank, gank. <laughs> so, uh, just so you guys know, Omen doesn't drop anything. Um, he just dies, and it's... he drops a sense of accomplishment. Yes, uh, you you get a buff, <laughs> is what you get. You get this really cool uh, slash hug. Plus, plus, 
God, you know, I don't even remember, guys. Sorry, Two but it's spirit. like plus 100 health or something like that, but it's Elune's Blessing. And that it makes it so that you can complete a quest, and what you get at the end of the quest is basically like a, a lantern that when combined with a solid stone projects a solid beam of light around you like it, like what it looks like around the elders. Mm -hmm. So you can just make the solid beam of light and stand there and look cool in your disco pantsuit while saying, Kung Fu Fighting! And there you go, that's the quest. But I actually had a good time with the Lunar Festival, and I was surprised. It was cool. not something I expected to do a whole lot of, and it ended up being a nice diversion. And you know, I noticed all too late, but it finally dawned on me as I'm turning in all the Lunar Festival quests, that it's based off the Chinese New Year. Yeah. The mm -hmm. whole thing's based off yeah. the Chinese New Year. Mm -hmm. little paper and I was just and... that dull not to be able really, to figure it uh, out on the ball. until the end, and I'm like, oh, I get it. The paper lanterns, so, the fireworks. They have a big the little dragon. lucky red envelopes you get. Actually, it was when Kern Kinter and I took a trip out to a Chinese restaurant Saturday night, and as we're sitting there eating Chinese food, and the Chinese restaurant employees are having their New Year's feast mm -hmm. across the room from us, I suddenly it's like a flash out of the blue, and I'm like, oh, the Lunar Festival Chinese New Year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're a level one. And I said, bring it, punk. Would you like fortune cookie? Ah! Let me summon my. Oh wait. <laughs> So you think you're bad with your rap? Well, I'll tell you, Pilgrim, I started the crap. When you were in diapers and wetting the sheets, I was at the Ponderosa rapping to the beat. Da ha, da ha, da ha, 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 ha. Sure, I rustled some cattle and tended the sheep, but my main concern was rapping to the beat. I don't bother nobody, I'm a real nice guy. Kinda laid back like a dead fly. Da ha, da ha, da ha, ha, da ha, da ha. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news bulletin. The news! So, uh, the main piece of news today that's worth discussing is from the January 28th edition of the New York Times, where the New York Times, the New York Times sports page, mind you, from the sport, yeah, no, yeah, I, you're right, from the sports page, just, where sorry. the author of the article is interviewing lead game designer Jeff Kaplan, uh, who is tie goal or t-goal on the the general public forums and during that interview tie goal talks about some things that are either new announcements or sort of confirms some things we'd always thought one of the things that popped out at me right away is that he verifies what what cromley and you and i have been saying for a long time which is the game changes at level 60 oh and yeah we tend to get some flack from that every now and again from some people that are saying, well, don't tell people that it changes or it doesn't change <laughs> it or, from them. yeah, don't don't ruin the game for me. The thing that he said that I didn't really bite, though, he and this is a direct quote, he goes, but because the game from level 1 to level 59 is so easy, there's a, there are yeah. a ton of level 60 users who don't know how to be team players. While I agree with the level 6 user part, but how is level 1 through 59 easy? 1 through 30 is pretty easy, but going from there, I don't know if it, I would say it's easy at all. I've heard people say that, though. I I, I yeah. tend to be with you. I'm not so sure that I think it's quote-unquote easy. But is it easy in comparison? Was he speaking I think he's comparing it to other MMOs. It is easy in comparison to yeah. the ones I've played. Yeah. Think of City of Heroes, how long oh, yeah, it took or, to level up in that. I mean, just in terms of the amount of time you spend to get to 30, and, and it's also the fact that it's a heck of a lot more fun, I'd say, to yeah. get to 60 than it is to... 
from my EQ experience to grind, you know, to any level on that. Well, there's no real there's no real penalties for dying in this game, yeah. and you know, so yeah. just do what you do. So that's probably what he's talking about. But the fact that they're not team players because of that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yep. Might be that they're not team players because they don't care to spend 87 hours to do a raid, you know? Well, he says that uh, another thing that we'll really like, that casual armor sets are coming. Um, he said that the, the game's soon going to add a new casual player-friendly armor set obtained through a multi-part quest. So the first parts can be completed by a solo player, he said, and then while the later parts, they'll require a group of no more than five people. See, so I like, I like the fact that they're, they're bringing like. in all these smaller, all these raids and groups that are available for smaller players, because that was something that we talked about yeah. in a previous cast about how, and Ezra's backing me up here about how when we had, um, you guys were talking about with level 60s, how it's nice to get a big group together, but it'd be a whole lot easier if we just had a smaller, smaller group. Yeah, it is, but I don't know what all these smaller instances are this is the first time i've heard of any new content no this won't be an instance this is right. just a i know uh, but this, this a quest, is the, a quest the first thing that i've heard from them that's coming soon that they're adding that isn't for high-end raid instances or something like that probably and i have talked a lot about this behind the scenes but one of the things we haven't said on the show is the discussion that the blizz developers had uh on the general site about i don't know a month or so ago where they were talking about the reason why you're seeing all these high-end raid stuff coming in now is because that's the stuff that they were first getting, you know, feedback on way back in the day, the right shortly after the game first launched. Right. So they're finishing the implementation of that now, and so all the feedback that they've been getting over the past six months about we want more casual stuff, they're now working on that yeah. and trying to feed it in. So there's a, a you know a development delay there basically yeah, to get this stuff out. Or something to get that stuff out. Yeah, they said to give you an idea of what the actual time frame was, they said that when they released the Scarlet Monastery in beta, and that was about four or five months before the launch of the open beta, apparently. So they released the Scarlet Monastery, they got a bunch of feedback back that it was that it was really hot, people really liked it. Mm -hmm. um, they decided then that they were going to do another instance like the Scarlet Monastery with different tiered dungeons and things like that. That became Dire Mall. But think about how long it took long from time. the from before launch, yeah. four or five months or so before launch, to the actual release of Dire Mall, which came, came back midpoint last right, year. Right, but look what yeah. Dire Mall is. It's another 55 to 60 huge instant. Yeah, and that's why it's so cool that they're now announcing this so what I... this is, so it's not actually another instance. It's a it's a quest for certain groups, and I've I've got to say again, and I know I've said this before, but it just it it amazes me how much thought they put into this stuff. I mean, people people bash Blizzard all the time, but I've got to say that the amount of time that they spend going through these things to make sure they're fully enjoyable and they don't pull a Star Wars Galaxy or anything on anybody, <laughs> um, really really makes this game incredibly enjoyable for me. Here's an interesting thing about Encourage that we mined out that we thought was kind of interesting. This is a quote from him, and I'm paraphrasing the beginning part. Getting the gates open really comes down to the politics and diplomacy on each realm, but we don't want to punish players on realms that aren't cooperating, so in a week or two, the resources will start to just come in on their own. <laughs> so does that mean they're just going to start... They're I mean, just, all the eventually they'll quests, just open them themselves yeah, or something. Yeah. How does it involve any diplomacy? Well, he was. T I pulled that out of there, but they were talking in that specific part of the article about guilds having to work together to get the gates open and et cetera. Something more than just gathering. The right. Supply. There's a. There's been a bunch of horde guilds 
that have been kind of solicited by Alliance Guild to um, where the Alliance Guild would gather the supplies and then put them on the <laughs> Gadgets and or Booty Bay Auction House, house for cheap mm. just to turn them in just because they want to get the gates open. Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes sense then. How do you guys feel about the possibility that they're just going to like feed resources via NPCs to the to the effort? Well, the the newer. Um... He says he doesn't want to penalize. I, I can kind of see it. People but don't care you know, about it anymore. The... It, it's it. I think they set the resources too high, honestly. Where a lot of this, I mean, we've had this how long, and only one server's opened it. <clears throat> two. Oh, is, did Manoroth get two, it? Two as of this show. Okay. Yep. Manoroth got it on. I, yeah, I think they probably should have scaled it based on the population right. loads or something right. on the servers. I don't know if they did. I don't think. Or they and even for the for the horde side too, since I mean, most servers have three to one, two to one. Sometimes even have like yeah. five to one alliance yeah. to horde, and they're putting the same yeah. resource requirements on the horde side. So I'm, I I don't know. I think there were some unrealistic expectations for that that probably needed to be to be changed that's why i think it's fine if they're going to start doing that um i i, I also noticed that all the high level stuff got turned in first rune cloth bandages um thick yep. leather all that yeah. sort of stuff that all went in through what first so and people are just saying i don't want to go and farm for wool because it's not worth yeah. my time you know yeah if you're 60 it's hard to, to get excited about something right like that. you know as was the other thing too is that there's that whole hardcore casual thing and a lot of what you keep seeing consistently on the public forums is the so-called casuals complaining to the so-called hardcores that uh, they just don't care enough to open the, the high-end radiuses for the hardcores, so we're not going to help yeah, them, is basically the I attitude. think the commendation signets and a box with some kind of crap green in it isn't enough of an... Yeah, if you've got an hour to play the game... Which do you want to do? Go farm linen or, or work on a quest to advance your well, character? That's exactly my my yeah, uh, my motivation. That's what I've got as far as time wise is maybe one maybe two hours during the during the weekday, you know a few on the weekends when I'm not working. But I mean I don't have enough time to actually sit there and you know go do that. I'd much rather farm, much rather work on my quests or do stuff with guild members or whatever because I enjoy the action of playing. I'm not just going to go ahead on out there and you know farm all this crap just so that. You know, people that are you know a higher level that I'm not going to get to in the next three months can go and you know do something so that they're too bored to do other stuff. Well, unless you're a unless you're a player like Renata over at World of Warcast, where I mean she was purposely farming it in order to increase her reputation so she could get a mount. Yeah. Right now, you that know? see that I mean, that's that makes cool. sense. But yeah, what if you're not a player doing that? Then I then I see. Your but it's even easier if you're an like if endgame players wanted to do that, it's easier to farm runecloth than it is to farm like wool. And if you're not or peace bloom, yeah. Or and if you're not a high end player, then and you need to turn in things like wool. The the economics of it just don't add up because a stack of wool right now can go for about a gold or a, a gold fifty a stack. Um, yeah. And if you're gonna spend your time to farm that, convert it into bandages, trade it in, and then get whatever your signets are, and then whatever you get in your box, and you get a green that's worth like sixty silver. It just for someone who's a lower level character who needs the money that just doesn't add up for him. Yeah. Well, see now that you said that, Azros, that's a really good point because what Aloysius said earlier about what do we feel about them just opening the gates? In all reality, that probably makes a hell of a lot of sense because you've got a lot of lower level characters on the servers that don't have a really high um, population who 
either aren't able to get wool to make their bandages or they are getting peace bloom and silver leaf or whatever and they're selling it in the auction house so they're not able to skill up their alchemy or they're not able to do mm-hmm. these things so in yeah, order they for them need to... the wool bandages to bandage themselves exactly right. so in order to actually further their own quest lines they need to do that so i guess i i guess i'm kind of torn on that but i do see the point the benefit of doing that of, I don't, of opening okay well here's a question then i don't i don't want to draw this into the ground but I don't necessarily share the three of your perspective on this, but I'm curious but you're as to wrong. Well, I don't Screw no, you. I just want to hear I want to hear why or how you think we vote off it could have been better. How could it have been better? Oh, what, what did if, they do if wrong? You look back at a couple shows when we talked, well scaling it, yeah, scaling would have been the easy. And maybe they did and we just don't. You know, the numbers are the same if you look at them. Are they yeah. the same? Okay, I haven't looked. The expectations for Horton Alliance were the same. I, they could have provided better rewards up front so that for the lower level characters and they could have provided some quests or something along the way to, to allow you to have some way to gain experience while doing this stuff besides just turning in and getting your accommodation. Right. But don't you gain experience by... You get your reputation. I mean, uh, let me Maybe. just give you a, a, a what-if, or a, not a what-if, but a let, let me give you a sample. I've been playing my Paladin on the Alliance side on Whisperwind uh, lately, and one of the things that I did with that is I decided, okay, instead of farming and selling stuff like I've been doing with the Warlock, I'm going to go ahead and collect linen and turn it in, which is something they still need on Whisperwind. And I've been turning in linen bandages and getting the little crates with the green items and getting my little commendations, which when I have 10, I'll turn them in and up my faction with the gnomes so maybe I can get a gnome mount someday. So (laughs) here's the thing, right? So I turn them all in. I get these little crates. For me, as a level 11 to 13 at the time I was doing that, those little green items were pretty good for me. Really? I mean, I thought they were nice for me at 11 to 13. They upped my, you know, the armor that I had. It was significant. It was better than what I had. And I, all I had to do was kill some drugs. So that's why I'm saying that couldn't this be useful for the lower level players? Yeah, to I, th- I think it could it was be. For me. I just think you could have made it more attractive to them. So I mean, See, but I think, I think the attraction is you get all these greens. Yeah, yeah, that could be. But if you're trying to get experience and, and you have, you know, 15 quests you want to do in your log and you got an hour to play, you're going to say, well, I could go farm you know, trogs for an hour. That doesn't sound like much fun. Or I could go do Gnomergan or But it gives you whatever. something different to Family. do, kind of like the Lunar Festival. Yeah, Is that sure. Uh, farming's farming. Right. Farming's farming. Yeah, that's true. I think what they should have let you do with the combination signets is turn them in for Night Elf lap dances. <laughs> no comment. No. The, uh, warriors back from the no. front. Yeah. Maybe not. All right, moving along. Let me just read you a couple of these quotes, and then we can toss this around. This is the piece of the real big news that he said uh, that we haven't heard anything about until now. There's a new instance coming. It's called Nax Ramas. And here's the quote uh, from Jeff it. Kaplan. Nax Ramas is going to be the most difficult thing in the game until the expansion pack comes out. So we're led to believe that this is coming in a pre-expansion patch. I thought the most difficult thing to do was to get a pickup group together. But I'm... <laughs> continue. <laughs> <laughs> a pickup right, he, group that doesn't suck right, exactly. <laughs> he continues it will be the pinnacle and it's absolutely massive you'll see this big necropolis floating above eastern plaguelands it's a 40 man raid zone surprise and it's bigger <laughs> than the undercity things could change but we're up to something like 18 bosses in there and they are really cool too whatever that means but it's going to be hard really hard we're hoping to release it in the spring now going on from that before we talk about this he says that 
there'll be a world event to accompany the appearance of Naxxramas in the Eastern Plaguelands. Hmm. He says there's no need to open the instance in the sense of like what we're doing now with Ankaraj, but we do want to do a world event, which we which we want to call the Scourge Invasion, or hopefully something cooler than that, that would basically be something for everyone who's not going to Naxxramas. So they would see the impact without having to actually go in. In other words, get ready for undead to pop up in some unlikely places. Friggin oh no, so the Scourge is coming back? Okay. Damn it! Bastards. That's gonna I thought the Solivid I thought the Solivid were invading. <laughs> now the Scourge is invading again? Yeah. Everyone hates us, man. Here's the thing, though, now right? Now the gonna no. invade. Number one. Skin pockets. If they were to do something cool, gonna like what we talked about in the, in the past or the last couple shows exactly. with uh, the, the Solivid actually appearing and spreading, spreading. out and causing yeah. a threat. If they were to do something like that, I think we all agree that that would be cool. So if they if they do something Depending in any form it. on the undead pop up and cause problems in you know lobby areas and etc might be kind of neat. Yeah. Um. It, here's the thing from a lore standpoint. Currently the scourge I thought was up in Northrend with Arthas. So correct me if I'm wrong, but why would uh, this Nax Ramas place whatever it is floating ufo city going to come floating over eastern plaguelands well we're talking about eastern plaguelands right yeah which is there's already undead there yeah but that's not the main body of the scourge though is it aren't most of them up with arthas and north well that's the whole thing with stratholm where that's their new kind of i thought that's kind of their new place where they're taking hold of the eastern kingdoms is they're taking over stratholm and the plaguelands is is kind of taking over Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, unlimited power. Seventeen trips there, yeah. <laughs> killing the Baron. They still are spreading. Damn you, Azos! Hurry up and end the threat. Trust me, I've killed enough undead. It's not even funny. I'm almost, I'm almost <laughs> re- honored, revered. Yeah, revered with Argent Dawn, just from this past <laughs> weekend. Jeez. Not so, to, not... what do you guys think about Naxxramas? Yeah. LFM, Naxxramas, need healer. <laughs> PST. So it's the same old, same old is what yep. you're saying. Yeah. Which which Especially big guild? guild yeah. Right? Which big guild is going to get on farm so, status first? I think it's whatever they add is good, but I do wish they would hurry up the casual stuff. But as we just talked about, there's a development lead time to that, and presumably they're working on that right now. And this was just earlier. In Give the us queue, new so. quest lines. That's what I want. Well, you know, honestly though, to speak to that, to play the devil's advocate for a second, I think this whole lunar festival is a nice thing for casual players. Yeah, um, but it doesn't add much know, to the lore, though. Around. Sure, it does. It's Moonglade. It's a whole other aspect of the Night Elf's worship of Alun as the Moon Goddess. It acts as another. Alun's a hippie. <laughs> oh no, you didn't. Yeah. Oh yes, I did. I brought it. <laughs> oh no, you didn't. I, I don't know. You that, just said the. Yeah. You just said the goddess Alun burns patchouli. That's right. Pot smoker. <laughs> she does. And what about it? I've got patchouli candles in the house. I, Hippie. What I'm looking for is like an extension to the storyline because for over a year now we've had all this stuff going on and it's just kind of been stagnant, you know, where the quest lines have been stagnant. The bad news for you then, according to this uh, Jeff Kaplan guy, is that the extension of the story is coming in the expansion, but probably isn't coming before. That's that. fine, mm. as long as it's coming. Well, there was a whole other lore section that was added with respect to the lunar festival. Yeah, the one that they say happens every year, but somehow didn't happen last year. Yeah, but they gotta add stuff. I mean, I tend to agree with Kern Kader here, having done all of them. It did add something to the game, and it was fun. At least from my perspective. It shook things up, it was different. Sure, I, did, I didn't level. I like the holiday stuff, I think it's a novelty. I just think that there is so much rich lore 
in the world of Warcraft right now that with a a, u- a universe, a world that you can change like this, that it, you know, you could change any of the stories that they put in the Lunar Festival when they could, you know, they're like the Solithid are invading, and you're like, no, they're not. It's a new rage. It's a new raid dungeon. You know, if the Solithid were seriously invading, it, I think it'd be a lot cooler, like we talked about. But it's like. Oh, we all have to work together. I'm like, no, we don't have to work together. We all just have to turn in all the stuff that we would normally use to level engineering. So that's that's for my, I don't know, I'm bitter. Bitter <laughs> Slash cry. <laughs> slash cry in my beard. So this, the, the whole Naxxramas thing is kind of getting a lukewarm reception. I think it's cool. Yeah. I want to, I, what, it, what would be cool is if there the are... The idea of it's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. I just, it's, it's, it's just upsetting that the only people that are going to be able to experience this... Are people that are in large raiding guilds because yeah. there are never any successful casual molten core groups. But at the same time, I mean, there's got to be at least a hint of excitement for people like you, Azros, who are level 60. I mean, I'm level 31. I'm not going to see 60 anytime in the next couple months. And I mean, there's still so much to do. And I mean, you've been 60. Is this your first 60 character? Yep. Okay. So you don't have a whole ton of experience with 60 with respect to, you know, months and months and months and months and months. But I. I still think I gotta think that the level sixties have gotta be excited about have something else to this do. This is the vast difference, well, and this is why it's good that you are on the show in the position that you're at, Kern Katera, because that's the vast difference between where you are and where the three of us are at. We've all hit sixty right. and see what happens afterwards. I.e., you're faced with doing nothing but raiding or not having anything to do. Essentially, you're still in kind of that wonderment period where you've got you know. 30, 40 odd levels in front of you of cool stuff to do. Butterflies and sunshines and meadows and crap. No, no, no. But I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to take away from that. I, I think the slower you take to, to get where you're going, the longer the game's going to last for you. So that by the time you're 60, hell, maybe the the expansion will be out, and you can just keep going up to the, to level 70. The thing about what you just said about this Naxxramas thing, current is yeah, you see it as something that you're not going to be able to do. What I see it as kind of the same thing because I'm not in a big rating yeah, guild. Me too. So huh. it's like, yeah, the content's there, but I'm not going to get to see it. It's like, yeah, Encourage is there, but I'm not going to get to see it. The most we can look forward to right now at the pod people, just because of the way that we have it set up, which is fine, which is how we do it, is like a Zulkarob or the 20-man Encourage dungeon that they have. But if they start putting, like, I doubt I'll ever see Blackwing Lair. <clears throat> yes, I've been in Molten Core, but that was kind of a fluke because we were tagging along with another large horde guild that needed some extra people. But the chances of that happening are extraordinarily rare. Well, and the thing is that if you want to raid that kind of stuff, you have to make alliances with other guilds, or you have to be in an exceptionally large guild. Right. And so you could make... I mean, we could make those alliances with other guilds if we wanted to. The thing is, is that then it, it starts changing the way the game is played, too. And then you really are faced with kind of a casual, hardcore thing. Because the, the true-to-form, hardcore raiding guilds are very good at what they do, and they excel to be to be the best... And they raid all the time. And there's, in order to, to do that and succeed at that, you've got to be willing to put in tons of time into doing that. So I don't want to take away from what hardcore raiding guilds do. I mean, they're really good, but it's a choice they make on their gameplay. Whereas a, a guild more like ours is far more casual and far less likely than to see some of those things. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think when it comes in, I'll probably on Manoroth right over there with my rogue and see the city you know floating in the air but what more am i going to do i mean if i've got an hour or two hours maybe on the weekend or something that that i'm willing to to play i'm, I'm never going to get in you're going to solo it's it as simple as that you're going to you're going to stealth through. i'll solo it later 
Like he has everything else. Solo it naked. Cromley has <laughs> plus 9,000 to stealth. <laughs> it would be cool. I, what I think would be cool is if they brought it in and at least a portion of it, of the zone, was a normal zone. So yes! that you could maybe enter into there, you can do some quests, fight some mobs, just see some stuff, and then they have the high-level rating. That would be cool. Rating instance. Yeah, that would be that cool. Would be like, another, like another Silver Pine Forest with a little Shadow Faint Keep off to the side. Yeah, no, so, I agree. That would be cool. Yeah. Like, kind of like Silithus is, really, right now. I mean, Silithus is a zone that opened up, yep. and there's neat stuff to do there, and, you know. And then there's the big instance type stuff if you you're up for it. Well, like Siren Gorge, where a lot of the quests take you in the BRD and stuff. Well, let's just hope that their their thing about potentially having a world event that means something this time actually does mean something, and it isn't just talk. Yeah. yeah. Bring it on, Blizzard. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. This is a new segment we've kind of brought back actually i think we used to do this a little bit a lot sort of people of, yeah. on the forums said how much they liked it when we talked about specific quests so we're bringing that back level the up. Section it used to be level up. level up yeah. right this is one of our new spate of things that are coming yep that uh this was maybe i think the first one we've actually we've actually started except for the lore the lore, the right. lore is the new one and this is the next new one in our new series of semi-recurring segments right fun stuff so I decided that since I just finished this quest, it would be a good one for me to talk about. This is the quest called War Song Supplies, which is a level labeled a level 27 horde quest that you get in Splinter Tree Post. Talk a little bit about it. For those of you who aren't familiar with the horde, Splinter Tree Post is a horde outpost in Ashenvale, just west of Astronar, between Astronar and the Warsong Lumberyard, on the main run there just north of the Barrens and south of Fellwood. This is actually a really great quest if you like going to different areas of the world because this you collect things in Ashenvale, you have to craft something or buy something that's crafted, and you have to go to Booty Bay. So it's, it's a pretty expansive quest with regards to it. It isn't something you can just grind and come back. You actually have to travel for it. So it's a good one if you've got to go other places or if you have the flight paths there, which is pretty good. So it's called Collect the War Song Supplies. You get this from a character named Locke Okar, who is an orc who's standing at the very first lookout post when you walk down the, the path to Splinter Tree Post. It's actually wait, in Splinter Tree. Wait, how does that work where they do their typical orc greeting? So you see the guy standing there, he's got a little question mark, and what he wants you to do is he wants you to collect four different items. Um, and the story goes, the Warsong Lumber Camp, which is actually a an area for questing for Alliance, is farther on down the road, and these are some items that they're short on at the camp, which include Warsong saw blades, logging rope, Warsong oil, and an axe shipment. There are So these four things are things you have to get. The first one are the saw blades, and there is a little character in Splinter Tree Post named Pixel, and I just think this is funny because Pixel is the name of my cat. Aww. I know. So um, there's a little goblin, there's a little goblin in, in Splinter Tree Post named Pixel, 
Castle, who has the shipment of saw blades. But in order for them, you to get them from her, which is the easiest part of the quest, one of the easiest parts of the quest, you have to give her a deadly blunderbuss. So you either have to have someone oh. in your guild. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give a, you a deadly engineering craftable. Item. Hey, you put it, point it at it's her head. Gun. She gives you the stuff. Yeah. Is that our? I'll give you a deadly blunderbuss. No, I think she says something like she really wants a, a weapon a, a girl can a girl can really hold on to and and shoot or something like that. So. Uh, <laughs> no comment. Here's a bad. Joke Wouldn't there. that be a dwarven hand? Cannon? I was just gonna uh, say the same thing. Oh, <laughs> so, if you, so it's helpful if you have somebody in your guild who can craft it for you, um, and you can you know either give them something or trade potions or whatever, which is what I did, or you can buy it off the auction house. So give Pixel her gun, and then you get your saw blade. So that's one of the four. So basically, you're an arms dealer. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Right. Under cool. the table arms dealer. Kern Kater, gun enthusiast. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm a card carrying member of the NRA. So there are then the oil and the rope are the are the ones that you've got to farm for. The oil is found in Saturnar, which is down the road to the west on the north side of the road, and it's got a bunch of oh, satyrs in it. Figure <laughs> that great. out. The cool thing about the satyrs and does it have any nars in it? No, the the, the nars left. Uh, yeah. The Saturns drove all the nars out. Yeah, it was beer. It was beer thirty. They had to go. <laughs> The cool thing that I found about the satyrs, and I think only people that are in the health profession would think this is cool, is because the satyrs that you come across are bleak heart satyrs, and they cast a um, a curse on you when you attack them called a uh, weakened heart, mm-hmm. and if you run too fast, you get chest pains, <laughs> and you actually have to kneel down, and yeah, you actually you look stunned. fatigued, yeah. and you can't move at all. It's really kind of funny. So that's like when I go up the stairs? <laughs> <laughs> I hope I not. I just get that when I even stand up, you know. <laughs> there you go. Low cardiac output for the lose. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, so to go into Saturn Art, you, you go in, you're going to be coming across level 27 Blackheart Satyrs and their level 27 Imp Minions. Um, and those, the Imp Minions really aren't level 27. A few hits and they go down, so it really isn't that bad. So mm-hmm. you go in Saturn Art, to the left, the oil is in little teeny tiny sacks that are at the bases of trees. So you've only got to get through like three or four mobs to get to. If you go in, you make a direct left. Yeah, so that's where you that. find the oil. That's where I keep all my oil. Oil sacks. Right. Oil sacks and under the trees. Right, it's it's Saturnar slash Kuwait. <laughs> right there. We're in <laughs> Must protect the oil sack. Uh, where are the Send weapons in of the Marines? Exactly, exactly. No comments. The WMDs. Um, you can go through there, and there's there's a couple chests and stuff in Saturnar you can get to. But anyway, that's where you get the oil. So now you've got the first two parts, the saw blades and the oil. Now the logging rope is the third part. And to get the logging rope, you need to fight foul-wheeled pathfinders, thistlefur avengers, or thistlefur shaman. And these are those big uh, bipedal, yeah, bipedal big woolly things. Mm-hmm. To get to them... Probably known as fur balls. Exactly. You go out of Splinter Tree East towards Astronar, and they're on the south side of the road. They're these big things. So one of the three of those drop them, and I had to farm probably 15 or 20 of them to get the rope to drop, which wasn't bad. And those are all, again, level 25, 26. Those can be a real pain, though, because they gang up on you. I remember that quest. Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty crowded area. So Especially if you have somebody else who you're going in to save, and they run away, and then everything. Yeah, that happened to me a couple times. <laughs> The last thing that you need, you've got to go all the way to Booty Bay to get. So if you are hearthstoned in Agrimar, you can either hearthstone to Agrimar and then take the Zeppelin to Booty Bay, or you can go back to Splinter Tree and fly to whatever you want to do. So you got to go to Booty Bay. 
now with the lunar festival here's the thing i get really can i got really confused running around booty bay with the lunar with the lunar festival going on because you got goblins everywhere and what are you you're looking for a goblin and you get on <laughs> the dock exactly you get on the dock so you get on the you get on the uh, on the dock and there's goblins everywhere with these tables and the big kegs and everything to get drunk it's a good place and i keep running i kept running my mouse over all of the reveler reveler booty bay reveler 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 and so i just kept running and i ran all the way through flipping booty bay before i realized that the the bastard is all the way down down on the dock and he was hiding behind a pole or something <laughs> so key for this if you're going to do this quest get off the boat go straight ahead and he's on your right before you get to the ramp going out of booty bay he's a little guy in a white shirt you can't miss him click on him and then the the axes are just across the dock from him and then go back and turn them in. The benefit to this to this um, quest is you can get it at level 22. So you can actually get quite a bit of experience in this if you get it at a lower level. Now, I got it when I was 31, so I didn't get quite that much. But um, there are three things that drop from that you can get from this. They're all blue items. The first one is a Warsong Sash, which is a cloth belt. It's 25 armor with four stamina and nine int, which is pretty good. You can get Warsong Boots, which are leather, and that's 68 armor with eight agility and six stamina. And then the third thing is Warsong Gauntlets, which are male for your hands. That's 130 armor with 10 strength and 3 stamina. So these are all pretty good blue items that you can get as a result of this quest. And if you're just going to go ahead and just bump it out, it probably won't take you that very that long, depending upon your level. Yeah, I think I equipped that sash myself to the Warlock when I first got it. It's a good sash. Yeah, I've got the sash, the sash on my priest now, and it's actually pretty cool. So. so yeah, so if you have any questions, I'll post all this stuff on the forums. And if you have any questions about how to go about it or where to get it, just post it up there. We'll be happy to help you. The Lore of Warcraft. The Old Gods and the Ordering of Azeroth. Unaware of Sargeras's mission to undo their countless works, the Titans continued to move from world to world, shaping and ordering each planet as they saw fit. Along their journey, they happened upon a small world that its inhabitants would later name Azeroth. 
as the Titans made their way across the primordial landscape. They encountered a number of hostile elemental beings. These elementals, who worshipped a race of unfathomably evil beings, known only as the Old Gods, vowed to drive the Titans back and keep their world inviolate from the invaders' metallic touch. The Pantheon, disturbed by the Old Gods' penchant for evil, waged war upon the elementals and their dark masters. The Old Gods' armies were led by the most powerful elemental lieutenants, Ragnaros the Fire Lord, Therizane the Stone Mother, Al-Akir the Wind Lord, and Neptulon the Tidehunter. Their chaotic forces raged across the face of the world and clashed with the colossal titans. Though the elementals were powerful beyond mortal comprehension, their combined forces could not stop the mighty titans. One by one, the elemental lords fell and their forces dispersed. The Pantheon shattered the old gods' citadels and chained the four evil gods far beneath the surface of the world. Without the old gods' power to keep their raging spirits bound to the physical world, the elementals were banished to an abyssal plane where they would contend with another for all eternity. With the elementals' departure, nature calmed, and the world settled into a peaceful harmony. The Titans saw that the threat was contained and set to work. The Titans empowered a number of races to help them fashion the world, to help them carve out the fathomless caverns beneath the earth. The Titans created the dwarf-like earthen from magical living stone. To help them dredge out the seas and lift the land from the seafloor, the Titans created the immense but gentle sea giants. For many ages, the Titans moved and shaped the earth until at last there remained one perfect continent. At the continent's center, the Titans crafted a lake of scintillating energies. The lake, which they named the Well of Eternity, was to be the fount of life for the world. Its potent energies would nurture the bones of the world and empower life to take root in the land's rich soil. Over time, Plants, trees, monsters, and creatures of every kind began to thrive on the primordial continent. As twilight fell on the final day of their labors, 
the Titans named the continent Kalimdor, land of eternal starlight. Next time, Charge of the Dragonflies. It's another exciting episode of Ask Taverncast. Actually, I think this is our first exciting episode of Ask Taverncast. It's our first exciting episode of Ask Taverncast. Yeah, so the idea here is that we'll answer questions that we've got either from email or submitted on the forums. Passenger pigeon. Telepathically received. Called in. Yeah, call in and then we can play your voice. Telepathically submitted. So, But we'll try to answer the questions in a reasonably cogent and informative way. So we had an email about a week ago from Darwind asking, could you please talk about TeamSpeak? What is it? How does it work? What do you have to do to set it up? Things like that. And so, Darwind, today's your lucky day because you're going to find out all about TeamSpeak in more detail than you could ever want. What is TeamSpeak? TeamSpeak is a, it's a voice chat program that you can use in the background while playing World of Warcraft. Um, it doesn't interface with World of Warcraft. It doesn't do anything with World of Warcraft. It's completely separate. Yeah. You can check it out at www.goteamspeak.com. Um, and on there, there's a really nice website that talks a lot about it. It has system requirements, even a developer's blog, and um, some support. And there's a frequently asked questions. There's a lot of good information on there. Yeah. Um, but once you go through to the downloads page and you download it, um, it's gonna, you'll get it and you'll install it and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I hope we don't have to walk you through that. Well, we should say also that it's available right now for Windows and Mac, correct? No, there's a Mac client that's in beta. Okay. Um, but it's not produced by them. Yeah, it's called Team Speaks. S P E E S. Oh, yeah, I did see that. And actually, I've, used... I've used it quite a bit and it works just fine. Yeah, I've heard it works fairly well. So Once you get it and you get it installed, it's going to give you a little purple window um, and you're going to have some options on there. And if your guild has a server set up, you're going to need to talk to them about what settings you need. Yeah. And once you have that, you go to the connection menu and click on connect. And it's going to give you some different options in there, such as label, which label you can just name it whatever you want it to be, such as like World of Warcraft or whatever. And then the the most important thing you're going to need is the server address. And I also need my cat to not run on top of the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> That's handy too. Yeah. Some servers, depending on how they have it configured, you can log in anonymously or you can they will set you up with a registered name and that toggle is right there as well. If they do have a registered name for you, you put in the login name and password underneath there and that would be good. But if you don't have a registered name, normally they just have some sort of a password. Yeah, sometimes they'll have a, just like a, a server-wide password that everyone uses the same password. Once you have all that information input, you just go ahead and click the connect button and it will tell you that you've logged on. And the left pane of the screen will show whatever users are on and whatever different chat rooms are on. In order to navigate through those, all you'll have to do is double click to move through the different chat rooms. Most of the time you're going to stick in the default channel, but if you want to do an instance with somebody and you just want to talk to them, you might want to switch to a different channel. The biggest suggestion that I have 
is to make sure that you set your mic your microphone to push to talk and yeah, basically what that tell them why yeah yeah a lot of people leave it at default setting which is <laughs> sounds like this for is everybody ready to go on the raid he's doing a Darth Vader impersonation that, that's team speak if you don't have push to talk on yeah what what it does by default is it registers the amount of noise you're putting out and will automatically click the mic on and off if there's enough yeah, and sometimes um, it'll just click on an awful lot. It can just be a real pain for everyone else. We actually had somebody on the other day on the on the guild who was having a conversation with their significant other on push to, on uh, the well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Was it was it interesting? No, it was like they just got home from the doctor or something, and I was like, um, <laughs> you might wanna. So how's that fuss no, looking? No, see that was that was what my story was, is that when I played Star Wars Galaxies. There was someone who, despite our efforts to tell them to, to switch it to push to talk, they did not. And <clears throat> I think I know you, where this is going. <laughs> you do. They decided to engage in relations. Oh, no. <laughs> and she was quite the screamer. Oh, no. Really? Are you sure he knowingly uh, he didn't just do this on purpose? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, so... There's also a nifty feature where you can record the team speak session. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But we're not. Gonna and that file that. could be found at. Yeah, that'll be yeah. part of the subscribers area stuff. Is that what you're saying? Wow! <laughs> Thank yeah, you for your yeah. story, Brian. Push to talk can be set under the settings menu and the uh, sound settings within there. Um, basically, just click the button that says push to talk, and you can set. There's a set button and a clear button. The set button will give you an option to choose whatever key it is. I always set mine to the middle mouse button. That way, if you're fighting and you need to talk, all you have to do is move one of your fingers over real quick, press it, talk, and let it go. And it'll work just like that. So, um, But other than that, you can change all the different settings in there, the output volumes and the output volume and um, whatever hardware you want to use. It's pretty customizable where if you want, if you just have a microphone, you don't have a headset, and you want to set it just so that you use your microphone just as a microphone and the audio comes through your speakers, you can configure it that way. You can set everything to go through your headphones. You can choose whatever you want to do there. So, For the sake of letting people know, what uh, do we know offhand what the limit of people is that you can have on TeamSpeak at once? I've heard that there's actually no limit on it. Yeah, I've heard it's it's very high. You just get so many yeah. people talking over each other that practically it's probably, you know. The audio codec that they use is, is scalable. Yeah. So the more people that are on there, it just scales the audio quality down a little bit. And that's the big gripe between that and Ventrilo, where Ventrilo has better, better, bettier. Bettier. That's a new word. That's it a has word. better audio, yeah. Even more It has better good. audio quality, um, but you can only have so many people on at once. So um, that's why a lot of places use TeamSpeak if it's a bigger guild or, or a, a bigger um, organization or whatever. And just so. so people know, too, there's a competitor called Ventrilo, and Ventrilo is a completely different client than TeamSpeak, and they do not work together. So, you know, if all your friends are on Ventrilo and you want to get TeamSpeak, it's probably better to go with, with Ventrilo because it's the only way you're going to talk to them. Yeah. One important piece of, of, um, of etiquette, though, is that Make sure you know the rules about your TeamSpeak server. Like, for example, we're yeah. on a TeamSpeak server that, you know, you're only on – the bandwidth is being paid for by someone else, so you're only on if you're on that particular guild and that particular server. So, um, you know, think think about what you're doing before you do it. Um, and there are system administrators or mods in the 
um, on the TeamSpeak server, there are some of the players who actually have the ability to remove other players if you're not supposed to be there. Yeah. So just, you know, be kind and be courteous, and you shouldn't have a problem. Eloise has kicked me once. Yeah, you deserved it too. <laughs> no doubt. Another helpful little tip is you can actually go in and mute other players just on your own um, thing. So I would highly recommend that if I'm on, you mute me. Another why thing why would we mute yeah, you? Yeah, why? You never talk. Because he has Pat Benatar <laughs> playing real loud in the background. But if you do have someone <laughs> No, that, that's Aloysius. He's got Pat in a tar plane. He's got, got Debbie, Debbie Gibson playing in the background. Hey, if you want to hear a sample of what TeamSpeak sounds like, here you go. And now we've got another runner in Far From Sober coming in fifth. I think I'm Far From Sober. <laughs> Followed closely by Zardalash. Unbelievably, Far From Sober, who did check in about two minutes ago, has come through yet again. Maybe he, too, is Far From Sober. <laughs> Excellent commentary, Bill. Couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> We've got a lot of runners spread out along the field, Eli. It's, uh, it's looking like any man's race right now. I'm frankly surprised, Bill, that the Alliance hasn't been seen ganking more of our runners. Well, it's certainly not been for a lack of irritation on our part. We do what we can, Bill. You know I do. That's amazing. It certainly is. Here comes Ginwin. Probably didn't pronounce that right, but who cares? After all, he's just going to get deleted by the end of the race. We've got another runner coming in. Makes me a little hungry. Waldorf salad. I don't know, the salty, wet feeling of sea biscuit in my mouth is kind of getting me hungry, Bill. Excuse me while I go vomit. Oh, we've got gankers in White Oak Chapel. That's unfortunate. So that was a that's a um, demonstration of TeamSpeak right there. That was from our Running of the Pods event yep. a little while ago. And we actually have um, computers set up where we can actually pipe music into TeamSpeak. I mean, it's not, it's not you know, great quality but it's good enough that you can understand people that was a ton of fun too yeah that was was a a ton of fun something else that you can do which um is pretty handy i haven't had to do it for warcraft but we used to do it which is you can bind keys to certain functions and the ones that i often did was you bind output volume you bind a key to increase it and to decrease it that's a good idea pretty handy so you don't have to alt tab out warcraft supports alt tab so it's not too big a deal some games don't so So check it out it's a handy program Yeah. yeah. My, my personal favorite key for the um for TeamSpeak is the little the accent key to the left of the one. Oh, the tilde. Yeah, the, yeah. Is that what that's called? The tilde. So. Yep. Um, because I I'm able to use my my other four fingers to move and to hit the the number keys. Good idea. And I can still use my mouse to look around. And so while I'm talking, I can look around or I can run or I can do other things. But I've got my pinky finger down. Now, see the heck with that. I like using good old fashioned F1 because it's clunky, it's not usable, it and it interrupts my gameplay. It opens, yeah, <laughs> and it, that's just my style. I used to use um, what was it F12 was what I used to use in the other game, and then um, for some reason and. When I used it in Warcraft, it would open my backpack every time I talked to anyone, which wasn't ideal. Heartbreaker, dream maker, love taker, don't you mess around with me, you're a heartbreaker. Do 
the bye bye now? Yeah, bye now. Oh, bye-bye. 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 All right, KK, I loot all TYTY. Say bye-bye, Eloy. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Hello Kitty says bye-bye. Hello Kitty, bye-bye. Really good. Bye. Now we love having a Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. I love Azros. He's good. Bye-bye now. Azros got his beast stalker. Azros. Okay. KKK! Just to read I mean, KK! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> 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 We're gonna get flamed. Um, don't forget that we are still taking wonderful recipe submissions. Um, we're gonna have a new food for next week, which I'm already planning. I'm so excited. Boy. If you have uh, a recipe that you want to submit, make sure that you make it Warcraft themed. Um, if you want to send me a recipe for pancakes, that's fine, but make them Warcraft themed. So send them to kerncatare at hotmail.com. Yeah, could I send in Planes of Power pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Planes of Power? I'm sorry, that's an EverQuest term, and we don't talk about EverQuest. We're now going to have to kick you off the show. Yeah. Bye bye, Azros. Bye now. Thanks, bye. <laughs> Player left. <laughs> If you have any, if you'd like to send us uh, an in-game story, or just send us a question with regard to the game that you'd like us to hear, you'd like to hear us address on the show, please give us a call to our Skype line, which is 734-418-8727. When I say Skype line, you don't have to be on the computer. You can just call from your cell phone in your car while you're listening to this, or at work, so you can pretend that you're actually doing something. So again, that's 734-418-8727. Also, just so everyone remembers, I am still holding open the call for submissions for people to send in a quick brief sentence about Taverncast for use in our upcoming promo. And what I need just briefly again is to start off with Taverncast is, and then you tell me what it is to you. Stinky. So, so stinky, right. So an example would be Taverncast is beer and pork rinds. Taverncast <laughs> is what I listen to in the car on the way to the grocery store. Taverncast is how I spend my Monday nights. We'd also like to ask you to uh, donate to the show, help us keep putting out new shows. You can do that by going to www.taverncast.com. Uh, look in the lower left-hand corner for the Support Taverncast button. Or you can go to our store at taverncaststore.com and order all kinds of great, stylish apparel. Great. Wonderful swag. Swag for the win, including beer steins. Yes, beer steins. Which are actually really cool. Yep. No one will ninja it from you. You I put must. it in your freezer, and you can pour a nice cold beer into it, and then kick back and listen to us on the radio. So that's all we've got for Taverncast for this week. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. Good night, and have a pleasant tomorrow. Probably we're ending the show. We won't. They won't. Just say goodbye. Bye. Do it now. Good night. Bye. See ya. Taverncast does not endorse underage drinking and reminds those of you who are of age to have a stout heart and drink responsibly. Taverncast is a Snapdragon production. Stands alone, she stands alone. 
Why is the cheese alone? Is he like a communist? Cheese never I didn't know cheese good. could even stand. Currently the scourge, I thought. Scourge. Scourge? Scourge. Okay. We like English. Alright, thanks. He sounds hot. You sound like David Schwimmer and I sound like some guy on the 70s show. Yeah, I sound like some girl on the 70s show. <laughs> I don't sound like show. anyone. That's because you're just such a spag. Nobody likes the Eloy. The Eloy? You sound like Forrest Gump. Eloy says his voice is bad. Thank you for firing him up. And then change his diaper and put him to bed. <laughs> he waits all show to scream. I was kind of thinking maybe we got through one show without him screaming. <laughs> right nope, there. didn't do it. Looking for an excuse, never had one. Was with other two-year-olds. <laughs> that was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.